Did we not push well, it? Oh, yeah, there we that. go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, sorry. Mm. Okay. How now, brown guy? All right. Well, that sucks. Okay. Who's listening to us on Facebook or on YouTube? Um, well, our, our producer oh. who couldn't make it to the show oh, today. Oh, yeah. How? Hmm. So it goes to show you hmm. <laughs> how important it is to have your producer. Hmm. Um, hmm. And, uh, and, and so thank you for the, the flag there on the audio issue. Uh, hmm. But we do have, uh, actually, let me see. We're going to try this out. We got our uh, buddy uh, Reagan Weiss, actually. My buddy Will Reagan Weiss from Newport Ritchie up. Uh, are you there, Reagan? Hey, what's up, Jonathan? How you doing, brother? Doing awesome, man. Great to hear you. Yeah, you're our first clubhouse guest uh, to join the show. Welcome to the Yard Sign. I love it. Thank you so much for having me, man. Love love what you guys have been doing for a long time. Jonathan, you know that. I've been a big fan of you, and uh, I appreciate everything you do, brother. So what's well, up? I appreciate it so much. We, of course, are going to talk about all the drama happening with uh, Facebook, as uh, that has been a hot mess today. Um, and uh, and then really quickly, though, I do want to give you a shout-out and all the things you do, aside from being an amazing contractor, um, but you also kind of spearhead this uh, community of do-gooders up in, the, in, in here in Tampa Bay called The Hub, uh, where it's uh, businesses helping each other. You know, it's really creating a sense of community. It is caught on like wildfire you have thousands of members how many members are you at now yeah so we have twenty three thousand members in a year my friend and wow, quite frankly incredible. yeah my my team is a big part of that and our community believing in collaboration not competition because at the end of the day there is so much business in tampa bay to go around why compete when we can all feed off one another and that's yeah. been you know that's been our message and there's listen there's multiple contracting companies within our hub network and at the end of the day, if I can't get to the job, why would I not feed that someone that I can trust to do the job, right? right. And that should be in any industry, Jonathan, in my opinion, yeah. as long as you believe in that person, that you know that person's following your moral compass, that person's following exactly what you would want to do as a business owner. So why not feed them? You know, why not feed it so it goes back to your community? Well, and I wanted to, uh, I didn't want to kind of uh, spoil it for you. So tell us what the hub means, because I know it's an acronym. You know, the hub it stands for helping unify business. Yeah, which right? I think and, is brilliant. And, and, yeah, which is, and it's great. It became, you know, the, how it first started, Jonathan, for pure transparency, is that my business partner and I, we started getting filtered on Facebook groups. Okay. Yeah. Speaking and of our first topic. Crazy, <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of crazy, kind of crazy today because we were all filtered today, weren't we? We were silent. Oh, yeah. And I would love to talk on that for a second. But at the end of the day, like we were getting filtered. And I said, and I would talk to the Facebook group admins right and i'm sorry a lot of these people they get this power on them that they think that they can censor somebody and, and do what they want and say what they want and right. they had this perception that um, i was a larger company and that because i'm a powerhouse it's not fair to the smaller contractors so therefore i was being removed from the facebook group but i said wait a minute which, you're, which, a, which, in all fairness, not to not to knock the ego a little bit, but I mean, you're a local business. I mean, you're you're a small right. team. You're a local contractor. You're not some you know national conglomerate or some you know no. multinational corporation. I mean, you know, you've got an amazing, you do amazing work, and you have an incredible team. And honestly, I'm sure you could be twice the size if you wanted to. Um, but uh, but for somebody to say no, you're too big to play in our pond, I think is also a bit ridiculous. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the truth is we don't take more than 20 projects at a time, Jonathan, because we become inefficient. Yep. And if we're inefficient, then we get bad reviews, and then right, it just keeps going. Exactly. So we always said, let's stay a small company. Let's stay where we can manage it, and that's a manageable company, and continue to grow. Yes, the, the truth is we can grow and keep going, but why? Let's manage what we have and be grateful for what we have. Yeah. So we got, we got removed from these groups. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to have to start our own. And because yeah. we, we yeah, because we started our own, and because we stayed away from the negativity, and our, and if we said, listen, no negativity in this group. All I want to hear about are great things in this development, great thing in this area, great things in Tampa Bay, and I don't want to hear about the helicopter hovering on Dale Mayberry Boulevard. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear all that crap. I want to hear great things about our community. Yeah, there's and plenty of that. Really, really, yeah, yeah. People came right to it. So yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for that shout out. I appreciate no, it. of course, absolutely. So check out the hub uh, here in Tampa Bay. It's again an amazing group of. Uh, local business owners and 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 speaking of which you were uh of course uh like you were saying um you know as a small business as many of us uh are we're very dependent on facebook how did that uh, affect business for you today so so hear me out right so i have this group of twenty three thousand people right not just my small temp my small templar contracting business but all these people and they're like reagan I didn't know what to do today because a lot of my stuff is social media based. I couldn't advertise my company. There's lots of things that we could not do. But at the end of the day, did it cut off communication between me and all of my clients? Yeah, for that platform. But if you're a smart business owner, then obviously you have other means to contact those people, right? But what this did do to me, gentlemen, was open my eyes today on how quickly it can be shut off in a second. And yep. we put all of our eggs in this social media basket, and we put all of our time and emphasis in spending advertising dollars. But it's not ours. It yeah. could be gone in a bl- it could be gone in a blink. And it's quite frankly, it was scary. So it made me think today, like, okay, I got to go back and recreate my website now because you know, God forbid this does happen again, I have to have another platform to get my message out there. What do you guys think? Well, and that's the thing, you know, these guys hold the keys to the kingdom, you know, and we kind of jokingly tongue in cheek here on this podcast called them the tech overlords, but that's exactly what they are. I mean, in an instant, like they did to our former president, they could decide whether or not you have a global platform. Um, and, and to, and they have already in many other countries, including our own, but, um, have a, a, very, very strongly affected the outcome of elections and who gets elected and who wins elections based on how they have censored and and deplatformed certain voices online. Allegedly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> allegedly. And and here's the thing, gentlemen. I I agree, right? Like I get that. And of course, one of the things we don't allow on the hub, of course, is politics, right? And that's obviously opposite of your show because we love to talk politics. But I don't allow that because of that reason. And here's why, right? And I get a lot of flack for this guy, so don't don't uh, don't don't cast a stone at me after I say this. <laughs> I'm also I'm also grateful at the same time for Team Zuckerberg because if I didn't have that platform, right? Yeah. There's millions of dollars that got filtered back into my community. Mm-hmm. Thousands of families have been fed because of that platform, right? Sure. So it's like yeah. it's, it's catch twenty two. It's there for you. It's a tool for you, but you have to use it responsibly at the same time. For the people that bash the social media lords, as you will, on social media, I find that the most comical thing in the world because here you are making fun of Facebook on Facebook. At the end of the day, it's a tool, period, end of story. Get your message out there. Get it out to the masses, period. Where in today's world, guys? Can you, besides radio, like you said, Jonathan, right, and go old school? And don't get me wrong, radio's still alive, right, but not like it was. But where are small business owners like me going to be able to afford 
television time. We just yeah. can't, and it's no. getting more and more expensive. It's not getting more affordable. Well, well, in full transparency, Reagan, when you and I were working together uh, for a national home builder, I mean, I remember buying, uh, I remember buying advertising in the Sunday paper uh, on the Tampa Tribune mm. for ten thousand dollars for a full page yep. ad, one full page ad on a Sunday. All right, that yep. means it ran one time, one yep. you know, one full page for ten thousand uh, dollars. I don't know what the going rate is for a full page these days. I can assure you that's not it. But still, <laughs> the larger media outlets, uh, television, radio, um, newspapers, are still out of reach for many small business owners. One hundred percent, and that's why social media was a saving grace for all of them. And quite frankly. Do you know, I know, you know, social media, you know, I know it. Oh, I yeah. could do a lot of damage with $10,000 on social oh, media. Oh, good Lord. I mean, yeah. my message would be everywhere. Every single day, they would turn off my ads because it'd be in your face. Yeah. And that's the beauty part too. You have that option. And that's what I love too. You want to shut me off? Shut me off. It's the click of a switch. Well, according to Democrats, I mean, the Russians bought the election for about $150,000. So that's not a lot of money. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, man. Well, Reagan, thank <laughs> you so much for part. thank you so much for calling into the yeah. show. And uh, again, I appreciate yeah. greatly what you're doing out there. I'm so excited uh, to see all of your success uh, with Templar Contracting and uh, and the hub. And, uh, you know, and uh, we hope to have you back on the show sometime. Thank you guys, and I want to have you guys on on our hub, right? Have us on, have you guys on the platform too, because I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Absolutely, oh, thank, you, sir. thank you, buddy. Ah, uh, so uh, you know, if you didn't notice, and I don't know how you wouldn't, um, as we were just saying, Facebook, um, I, and I don't think they've put out any uh, that I I didn't really see a statement uh, that went around in w- terms of them explaining what happened. So um, right now, and I want to say we should reverse this to about seventy-two hours ago. Right, and that was on the heels of them knowing that sixty minutes was going to. Uh, so you think this is tied to the the. Am I going to say that this is uh, convenient after a a huge bombshell that occurred? And I'm going to say the word bombshell very lightly because anyone who is worth their salt when it comes to when it comes to social media were was not surprised at all right with the allegations that the whistleblower uh used i was going to use the other word no. <laughs> uh in regards to what they the don't need to make this into a me too scandal no everybody. it's not it's just me and you it's fine <laughs> uh in regards to what the allegations are from the whistleblower stating that facebook has known all along that their social media actually is uh causes depression and causes girls to not feel uh, not feel good about their bodies and right. was manipulating uh, caused like they were saying that it's causing the riots of January 6th and don't get me wrong I understand the concept of where they're coming from because I can say that chemical plants in the 70s and 80s knew exactly what they were putting into the water sure. and also in regards to oil companies and cigarette companies I can say all that and I think I think that's what we need to think of it that Facebook can be just as harmful as cigarettes and as all the others yeah. That caused uh, detrimental to the body. Well, and right now they're playing right into the pocket of the government. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the government, as we all know, historically has also been known.
to lie to the public um, for whatever their agenda may be. And, <laughs> Masks. And, and so, you know, whether it's Facebook's agenda or the government's agenda, um, we certainly, you know, see a huge problem here um, because we become so dependent on these. Now, a ridiculous kind of tangent uh, on this story was that there was an opinion article, and I don't even want to say where it was because it doesn't even deserve that kind of uh, merit. But they were saying that you, uh, the Facebook and Amazon should have seats at the U.N., what? Because they have become such a global conglomerate uh, and so influential globally um, that they should. That, and I and I don't know if there's a, I don't think there's any accountability that would go along with that. But but certainly to get, have them now dictate global policy, um, I, I think is, is again you're just feeding the monster at that point. I, I mean they're already dictating policy. They're already dictating uh, what's happening around the world. Right. Uh, just by what's how what's happened today. I mean. They had comments, commentary that Facebook is has touched what 2.6, 2.7 billion people around the world is what their average monthly user base is, which is a ridiculous number to begin with. But I, it, it is, it does make sense that they do, they do manipulate a lot and they do influence a lot. But at the end of the day, their argument, and I saw one of their speak, one of their um, representatives on CNBC today, mm -hmm. and she was talking about how um, to say that we're doing this on purpose is inappropriate. Now we're literally, and she's trying to fight the line between we are just a platform and we're just trying to make sure that we're letting people talk to other people. And something that she made, she mentioned was that more people commented about what they wore for Halloween than those that commented about the election in 2020, which I thought was a fascinating statement to make. Yeah. And so if she's right, then it makes sense. The same thing about like with Twitter, no one, what happens on Twitter is not as what happening around the world. I right. mean, the average number of people that use Twitter is what twenty million people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a single a, digit percentage. Yeah, it's a fraction yeah. of it. But yet, because it's Twitter, we have to make it into a big deal. So, I, well, but see, but it's not just Facebook. It's the whole family of applications um, that, again, there's company. You know, they talk about um, Zuckerberg losing millions of dollars. I mean, million, billions. Zuckerberg lost six. Billion okay. dollars when so, it came to what happened this week. So Zuckerberg lost six billion, but I can assure you, the economic impact of that, uh, you know, I mean the 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 ripple effect of that has, is going to be felt globally, because you got to admit the the amount of commerce that wasn't sold, the Correct. amount of advertising that didn't get placed. Ad agencies I know are going to lose a lot of money because of advertising that was not seen or shown. But it's also um, a day. It's, if it was down by a, for a week or two, then that'd be, well, that'd be no, one thing. No, absolutely. No, no, you're, I'm not we're saying it's be, catastrophic. Yeah, we're going to see, a, we're going to be able to like quantify what the cost for a seven to 10 hour outage when it comes to Facebook. I mean, just going through Facebook now, seeing people that they're like, hello, is anyone there? I, <laughs> was I the only one that got to post right? today? The Washington Post even you know, said, hey, like this if you can see it. I, you know, so, like they were kind of tongue-in-cheek about it. And that's but, the thing. Uh, the, the commentary from the, from the whistleblower was stating that Facebook knows that uh, inappropriate and negative things will, will actually push people to do more engagement, which, again— no shit. Like, I don't understand how, yeah. how do people not know this already? Like, I've I've always known that Instagram is probably pretty bad for, for your self-esteem. Right. Because you're looking at images that don't make any sense and that are not real. And, and see, the crazy thing is, now the only reason I don't believe entirely that this had to do anything with the whistleblower is simply because there were a lot of... Um, 
there were a lot of outages today. I mean, that were outside of the Facebook family as well, you know. And so I'm thinking it was Amazon Web Services, maybe, um, you know, because a lot of people are dependent on that. Did Amazon say that I don't, they, were, they were down? I don't know. No, I'm. And, and what I'm saying is, whatever, whatever. Wherever this technology all kind of lives right now, right? Amazon Web Services is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're also talking about similar companies, you know, that yeah, but I don't these think server these, farms. I don't think this these... sur- yeah, but I think they are big enough that they're kind of detached from each other. Now, if this was Google, I could totally see this hitting Because it others. wasn't just – it wasn't just – so the Facebook families, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, Instagram and Messenger. Yes. Okay. Um, but then there are others actually here. I'll just go ahead and bring it down. There's a website in case any of you uh, are interested. It's Down it's called, Detector. Right. It's Down Detector. Right. So let me go ahead and pull it up. DownDetector.com. And it wasn't just Instagram. So um, Twitter had a bad day. Um, they also had uh, had an outage spike. They're, they're spiking again right now. T-Mobile had a bad spike. Outlook. Um, oh, Oculus is also part of the Facebook family. Yeah. Gmail had a huge Facebook sp- outage spike, but then it recovered. It's already back. Office 365, Google, Zoom, um, uh, Telegram, Bank of America, TikTok. I mean, you name it. This is this is a mass. There's something bigger here. I, I think there's something much bigger going on. I here. don't want to go into the the rabbit hole that you're about to get walk us through, but I will say it is again very convenient. That Facebook that almost controls the internet had had this kind of manipulation. So is Zuckerberg willing to kill six billion dollars for him not to have to deal with a congressional hearing? Maybe. I think it's still going to happen. I I think this might be one of those watershed moments where even Democrats are upset now with Facebook, and they're probably going to take them to they're probably going to make them go to hearings. But again, these old. Senators have no idea what's going on to begin with, and they're expecting their 30 and 40 year old, like legislative aides, to give them the questions that they need to ask. Right. And, and nothing's going to happen with this situation. So, yeah. again, I think until you get more tech savvy individuals into the Senate and into the House, you're never going to have it. And and I say this AOZ, AOZ, AOC AOZ. is not someone that I would expect to know this kind of diversity when it comes to the what actual questions need to be asked because she's she's going in a whole different direction. Yeah, but at least again, her uh, being the age that she is, I mean, she understands it better than most. Yeah, but she's blaming. She's not out there wondering still how Facebook makes correct. money in 2021. But she's the one that's blaming Facebook for the genocide in Myanmar. Which is like, oh, yeah, because we didn't have genocides and more wars back in the day before before Facebook. No, it's it's human nature. And again, another comment that I saw coming out of Facebook or at least out of one of the executives was that Facebook shows the best and the worst of individuals. And that's that's true. I don't expect Facebook to be policing every single post because that's insane. YouTube, what people that upload to YouTube every hour or every day is more than it's been uploaded in the history of mankind. It's right. absolutely crazy what's happening. Yeah. And so it's just it's just it's it's almost, it's impossible to filter it. Hence why they should be either you turn them into utilities or you you don't police at all. All right. Well, let's go ahead and reset to the topics, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for watching The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. And uh, I would say also the most con- diverse uh, podcast in conservative politics. Uh, Johnny Torres, your host, with Enable David Cabrera. We're talking about the Facebook outage. Um, and, of course, you know, you can't ignore what we were kind of already kind of touching on, which is uh, the whistleblower that has come out. And uh, I almost think, 
even though I love the guys at Project Veritas, I'm almost grateful that she did not go through Project Veritas um, because it, it truly validates what this particular woman is saying. I think it's Frances Hagen is her name. Mm-hmm. And, and she is basically not really revealing so much uh, we don't know. She's mostly confirming what we already knew, which is that base, Facebook is going to do what's best for Facebook. Um, it's a inst- company. Shocking. Well, right. And the, the fact that Instagram... Uh, obviously very harmful for young girls. You know, I have a five-year-old daughter uh, that, I, I mean, hopefully Instagram will be long gone before then, but I'm sure there will be something in its place. Um, but even at a young age, like, you see how aware that young girls are. Even at five years old, she's very aware about what she wears and how she looks, you know. And to have something out there, um, a very harsh kind of public-facing platform that, that, they, that people and especially young women, seek validation from is is very unfortunate. Uh, and it has only exacerbated a lot of those uh, insecurities that people have. And it's not just women. There's plenty of men out there who, again, feel insecure because of the lifestyles that they see other men and women portray on, on, on mm-hmm. Instagram. And again, people, like, these, this isn't real. It's not reality. This is... In, in, in many cases, um, it's not even close to reality. It's, it's, it's entirely fictional, uh, what we're seeing on people's social media accounts. Um, it, is, it is a blip. It is a snapshot of, of, of maybe uh, of an event or a, of a moment. Um, but it, it, it lacks so much context to reality that, uh, again, I, that's where I think we get into the harmful territory, that people think that what they see on these social media platforms is real. But this is this is something that's been happening on human society for millennia. I mean, this is the reason why you don't you don't try to keep up with the Joneses because you don't know what is happening right. except for what's happening in the exterior. So, like, you would have people that would just show up to events. They would be all decked out and all and all dolled up, and then you would have that consumption of oh, what those people are doing. And we had. You would focus on celebrities and the newspapers and the magazines, and that's how you'd get that kind of glossiness. And now it's in your hand 24-7 when it yep. comes to inter- when it comes to in- uh, Instagram and when it comes to Facebook and some of the other ones. And again, this isn't doing anything different. Nothing is new under the sun when it comes to biblical references today. Yeah. That this is just normal. And so, like, if you were ha- if you as a parent were having problems control not controlling, but teaching your kids appropriately when it comes to their morals standards and how they should be raising themselves and how they should treat and see themselves, then what these in um, web-based platforms is doing nothing but just exacerbating the problem. Well, what I do think is, I don't, it's too soon to say, but this could be a catalyst or at least a justified argument for, uh, for breaking apart Facebook. But what would breaking um, up Facebook do to stop No, nothing, because it would only, as we've seen yeah. with past monopolies, I mean, it has only strengthened the companies individually. Correct. Um, and, but, but then we also see, like, the outage, you know, and I think it's a stark reminder to businesses, individuals that, hey, as my friend Reagan said at the start of the show, yeah. don't put all your eggs in one basket. Oh, yeah. um, uh, but mean, where would we be if we only did Facebook? Like, we yeah, wouldn't be able right. to do this today. We would have to have passed and moved it somewhere else. At least now we're able to talk about the, the, what's happening. Yeah, because for Facebook, now we're having to record it and repost it and all that stuff. But, but again, you know, from, from a – so 
it's it's crazy because all of this has kind of come to a head, and you wonder if, like you said, to play conspiracy theory, you know, was this outage maybe a way to distract from the whistleblower? And that's very likely, um, you know, because what she's saying is, is that not only is Facebook, Instagram, all these apps harmful to society, but that they are also causing a lot of political unrest, civil unrest, and that Facebook is pretty much not only letting it fly, but pretty much... Uh, supporting it because I, it's making them money. I it am, is creating I, yeah. that engagement. It yes. is. It is. It is. Is perpetuating. They've know. They know because they've already done it. As she said in 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 her interview, they know that when you when you censor and when you filter the content and when you try to break apart the arguing and and the dysfunction, that Facebook actually loses money in Correct. the process. Correct. And so why would they? Yeah. Again. At the end of the day, and I, I'll say it again, this is what newspapers were blamed for in the early 20th century. Sure, yeah. This is what um, preachers during millennia ago that were spreading news of different things were being, being condemned for because they were causing strife and they were causing divisiveness. Again, this is nothing new. This yeah. is just now, instead of there being an editor-in-chief stopping things from going through now it's there is no filter right and again i don't know what the benefits of that is but it's a hell of a lot better than getting censored all the time all all the time yeah so i don't know where you you decouple the desire for a company to make money for their shareholders and for themselves to continue to invest and build a better product again if you're upset with this it's because you are the problem honestly yeah. if you don't want this to be an issue then stop posting things on facebook well and coincidentally you know it also turns out to be right around the time where uh legislation in australia where they're having horrible issues with the government overreach and beating people up for mask mandates vaccine mandates that sort of thing um and facebook has now deplatformed all news outlets mm -hmm. and media outlets uh now one obviously is going to rush to judgment and think it has to do with censorship it actually has nothing to do with censorship it has to do with the fact that facebook doesn't want to pay exactly. these media outlets for the content that they create um because they're claiming that facebook is hurting you know their website traffic and all that stuff and so facebook said all right well we just won't post your content then and so now you've got an uninformed public you know, because again, most people are getting their news from social media. But whose fault is that? Uh, well, whose yeah. Whose fault is that? Right. Why? Are we, so, like, there's Europeans. I understand. European, the European councils are actually uh, proposing new legislation to get back at Facebook because they feel that Facebook is causing them to take more extreme positions because of the extremes that are being filtered through Facebook. And my first thought again was like, you're telling me that because a company is allowing the fringes of the population to express themselves on a platform, it's forcing you to change and to put your positions in more extreme ways? That makes no sense. Again, you're listening to the 3 to 5% of the far left or right and dictating policies that way. When did adults stop becoming adults? Yeah. You have to take... You have to take some kind of accountability when right. it comes to this. When you're posting things, again, what people post in the past is, is we can have that conversation that nothing never, nothing dies anymore as a society because yeah. everything you post is going to be there forever. Yep. But 
you are the one that's posting that. If you don't right. like what people are going to judge, talk or judge about you, then don't post. Yeah. But then we have this whole situation in now society that everyone feels they have to post their bear behind in a swimsuit on the 1st of June because that's what everyone else does. Again, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But then take accountability when it comes to all the negative or positive comments you're going to get. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching the Yard Sign. Now, uh, again, we appreciate you. Don't forget, you can download this very high-quality audio uh, version of our show uh, over at the Tech Overlords that we have been uh, railing against all, <laughs> all show at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Um, and uh, now you can hear our velvety voices even better now that we've got some fancy new equipment in our Hello. studio. I know. And Abel doesn't listen to the show, but that's a whole other issue. I don't listen to the show because I'm on the show. <laughs> Yes. Why would I listen to the show if I'm on the show? Have you not had other artists that they 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 act in a movie and then they don't watch their movie because they were but they there. should when it's constructive. What are you, there, what, what are you talking about? It's constructive, so they don't they become better broadcasters, better actors, better singers. You are going to force individuals to listen to their own products that they were producing. I'm at not the forcing time. anybody to do anything. You're giving me a lot I'm, of pressure. I, I feel <laughs> oppressed at the moment. I am merely suggesting that to I, improve I feel the nature anymore, of this show, the quality of this show. I have a I have a Hispanic man yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> because of that, I don't feel safe at the oh. moment. It's all right. It's uh, brown-on-brown violence, so it's acceptable. <laughs> oh, yeah. White people won't care. No. All right. Thank you so much for watching the show. Um, uh, we, uh, I think we, we had to have that healthy discussion on Facebook uh, because there was so much going on in there. Um, of course, uh, I'm sure there's uh, there will be many more conspiracies abound. Um, and, and, again, I don't think I've seen an actual statement from Facebook, but we'll keep looking on that. Of course, if Facebook were working, Hector could tell us if Facebook has made an actual official statement on what's happened today but maybe they they're have, still working they on. have made comments that it it's a it's a, a, a large a large outing it, yeah. this is the largest since like i think 2006 they were talking or 2017 i don't know evidently this is causing a huge amount of problems with like over 10.6 million i think that's wrong 10.6 million uh users uh reports worldwide uh, the stock has dropped 4.9% as of today. Yeah. Okay. So the okay. So final question on the issue, and we'll move on to the next one. Uh, do you think that this is related to the whistleblower? I'm going to say no because I feel that as a society, the likelihood of this happening is 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 priceless. This is probably exactly what happened. Is it's this just an outage? Yeah. However, the in the the. Perception. The perception is, of course, <laughs> this was done on purpose. Um, Why not? Yeah. We're, you're going to talk about us online. How about we just not let you talk about us online? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, they can censor whatever they want. So It's their platform. You are getting a free product. Who right. cares? Exactly. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and move into our second topic of the day. Again, don't forget, we are broadcasting live on Clubhouse if you want to join us there. Um, and raise your hand if you're in our Clubhouse room. We'll get you on the air and join us too. You can uh, put in your two cents. Uh, 2022 kicking off already. And if, if you have been involved in politics uh, to any extent, uh, this is no surprise to you. But for those uh, average voters out there, uh, to the, the, the casual voter, um, this may come as a surprise. But campaigns are kicking off here. Um, this is about right. This is because there's really two strategies to this. And we can kind of go on mm -hmm. that to uh, uh, start off on this point is you can 
you can kick off your campaign early, like we're seeing some do, um, with campaign events starting October, or um, you know, and um, and even early November. Mm-hmm. But then you got to go radio silent during the holidays. Um, and I'm not saying and like just completely silent. You know, you got to put out your happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmases and all that kind of stuff. But you really don't want to be like that campaign that's hitting up people for money during the holidays. No, no. Um, and you don't want to be that campaign that's already begging for volunteers and out there kind of, you know, throwing out the red meat. You know, people don't want to hear it during the holidays. So right now, I think we're like 15 weeks away for the end of the year. Okay. And... We have about six more weeks to where you can actually do something politically. You can have a launch party. You can file for your for you to become a part. Uh, you can file to become a, a candidate. You are able to start fundraising. And again, you can do all this during normal times. But however, the week of Thanksgiving, you give your your. Sorry. <laughs> I'm making adjustments over here. I'm trying to. There we go. Sorry. You can do what? Are you, are you done? <laughs> yes. I'm just asking. I mean, we can pause. I'm I'm constantly working on making this the best show possible. Do you need to go to the laboratory? Do you have a problem I mean, with that? If you need to right now, you can. No, I'm adjusting the microphone over here. It has nothing to do with the laboratory. Camera two. My goodness. And we're back. So again, the moment, the week of Thanksgiving, you can do nothing. From Thanksgiving to the new year, it looks horrible. If you throw a party, if you throw a fundraiser, it just looks weird. Yeah. Unless you're like Sarah Huckabee, and we'll talk about that in another broadcast. Oh, boy. Or like someone that's a top echelon. There's going to be galas. There's going to be events. It's yeah. going to be a crazy amount of things. But as an individual, if this is your first time running or you're kind of like throwing yourself out there, the 1st of October all the way until the, the second to last week of November is when you can actually do something politically. And as we saw last week, the kickoff party for um, Florida's Attorney General Ashley Moody uh, launched her statewide campaign for her 2022 bid for four more years. Who's who of Republican County Republican influencers, actual influencers, and donor class were at the Pepin Center in attendance for the uh, Ashley Moody's launch party, which officially starts the 2020 midterm campaign. I think this was a great way to launch it. I think the day was perfect. Anything that deals with her, it's usually perfection. It's well thought through. It's well orchestrated. It's well executed. Plenty of people, plenty of good food. And it was a great time. And it really showed who who wasn't there is really spoke more than who was there. So let me ask you on that question there, because you made a point that actually kind of brought up a thought. It was the transition from Pam Bondi to Ashley Moody maybe the best the, the best swap that Republicans have made, certainly here in Florida. Completely. I think it was, it was, yeah, it right. was seamlessly. I think so too, yeah. I, 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 don't, I didn't see a hiccup. I think yeah. she picked up where Pam Bonney had left off, not had dropped, had left off. Yeah. When it came but to still with, her, tra- own, with yeah, her own twist. With her own twist. But yeah. with human trafficking, with drugs, when it came to criminals, when it came to all of that stuff, I think she's done an, a fabulous job these last four years. And we were excited. The room was packed with people, and everyone was genuinely excited. It was almost like Republican nerd like prom. Yeah. Because of everyone. We need one that of those in Tampa. There. We need more of those things. And 
and yeah. it, it, it was one of the it was probably one of the first big big events that everyone from the county had to attend if you knew about the event like people that didn't know about the event it's their issues but if you were aware and yeah. you were sent a link you were going to show up yeah and i mean i wasn't able to make it for personal reasons you know but i, I really wanted to be there and i knew it was going to be kind of the who's who politically uh and and it certainly may be one of the few political events that i miss mm -hmm. having not been able to go to because, you know, again, you know, life happening, but, um, because I mean, there's just so many of those, yeah, there's so many, I mean, it becomes like, Oh, you know, like, you know, and, 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 but this was certainly not it. This I knew, was a top I knew it was going to, Oh this yeah. Was a top I knew it was going to be an important yeah. one to be at. And, and again, that's reflective of who showed up and, uh, and, you know, and, and again, um, she has been a force. She has done a, an incredible job at not only, uh, supporting our state constitution, but also supporting the agenda of the governor. Uh, and so, you know, she's going to go unchallenged on the Republican side. Uh, and really, I mean, I don't know, I haven't really heard, unlike maybe some others, I haven't heard of anybody who's really had any kind of an issue with her or anything that she's done so far. I th there's going to be some people running against her on the Democratic side and maybe a Republican, but I don't see any challenger on either side that goes and that goes close whatsoever. Yeah. She's done a great job making sure that we are fighting the good fight and doing what the governor is asking to do. And the governor is, uh, is probably as popular as ever when it comes to the state of Florida. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But this was one, and I, get, I agree with Johnny, I, I come... February or April of next year, it, mm -hmm. it, it becomes insufferable. Yeah, the amount of events that we have to attend—it's two to three a yeah. week. That and everybody it, wants it your checkbook. Ugly. Yeah, everyone wants a checkbook. Everyone wants you. Everyone wants you to attend because they want the room to look full. Yeah, and so I think that's where things kind of come off the rails a little bit when it comes to the political activism. Um, well, and so many of these are so cookie cutter. Yeah, uh, and and not and not to kind of knock any of you know my friends who are in in kind of lower tier races, but you know it's like you go to support them because they're your friend, mm -hmm. um, but there's not really any notable people there. It's mostly to rally like friends and family, you know, maybe some community individuals. But um, I knew that the Moody one was going to be kind of a who's who, and it's so weird because. You don't realize until you kind of just take a step back how spoiled we are here in Tampa Bay to have, you know, had Pam Bondi and now Ashley Moody both from the Tampa Bay area um, and, and really kind of have a presence here, you know, because – uh, she's a statewide official, and we kind of take that for granted. You know, like, she didn't choose Orlando or Miami or Jacksonville or, you know, I mean, she. this is her hometown. You know, she's from Plant City. And I think we forget that, right, because she's a local. You know, we kind of take it for granted, be, you know, because she's – but she's also on the state cabinet, and I think it's pretty cool that we get to do that. I mean – now we're also one of the major metros. Correct. So you know, Governor Scott frequently held large events here. Um, Marco Rubio announced you know, his campaign. Yeah, exactly. Here. Right. You know, so yeah, so we have a we have a lot of we have a lot of influence when it comes yeah. to the state. We're on this side of the I four corridor, which is a huge voter block when it comes to the night. Uh, statewide um, elections. So yeah. I, I think we're going to see a lot more. I don't know where I don't know where the governor is officially launching his re-election. I don't think that's going to happen until probably the new year. Again, but he's from the Jacksonville yeah. region, you know, so it'll, it'll probably, probably be up there. Pro I, I yeah. would I 
actually would think it would probably be somewhere in the middle of the state. I wouldn't think it would be in Jacksonville. Honestly, I don't think so. Hmm. If Marco Rubio announced in Tampa that he was running for for senator outside of the Miami, because he has Miami already, why yeah, would you? Right. Why would you do it? Like you could do when it you a, need a the corridor. corridor. Yeah, you need the corridor and your governor. So I would say I think he's going to announce somewhere between Miami and, and Tampa, not Miami, Orlando and Tampa. Well, and this goes back to strategy. Because sometimes these things are strategic. Again, for Rubio to do his kickoff event here in Tampa, I mean, that was strategic. You need the I-4 corridor mm -hmm. to win the seat, and he did. Um, same with Rick Scott. He understood the value of the I-4 corridor, gave it lots of attention you know, while he was in office. Um, it'll be interesting to dissect these events as they happen and see kind of strategically what they're trying to do. Um, because, um, you know, we have an agriculture commissioner race. Mm -hmm. that That's going to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. Because since Nikki Freed is putting herself up for governor, that opens up a race there for the – not that she was a shoe-in for re-election. Trust me, she wasn't. Um, it was a fluke. It was a fluke that Chad did not win. I was very surprised. Well, and I think, I think well, for Nikki Freed uh, in 2021, it's more about 21-22. I think she was more scared of her re-election mm -hmm. than maybe her election. That, because she could go run for governor and be like, oh, you know what? I, I ran for governor and I gave it a shot, you know, and, and she's going to get props for it. Oh, right. Completely. But if she were to have lost reelection, that would have been so embarrassing oh, as the for only, her and the Democrats. As the only Democrat left. Oh, yeah. For statewide. Statewide, election. right. Yeah. yeah. It, no, this is the only thing she could do. Right. This is the only way she could do it because now the force of the Republican Party is going after you. As the well, and if she's going to go up against who I think she's going to go up against or who she would have gone would up have against, gone up against yeah. uh, for the agriculture commissioner, I think she would. She yeah, she'd lose handily. So it's it's interesting how that race is going to go. And again, the Ashley Moody uh, launch party was the the cream of the crop when it came to launch parties. I think yeah. we'll see one or two more in the region when it comes to those kind of events, and then it kind of tapers down from there. We'll have a lot of galas coming up in the future. But I think that was probably the, that was the main one. And I will say this, that I was quite I was pleasantly surprised who was not in attendance. And when I say that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know you and you're not going to you're not you're sorry, you're not going to name names. I am not I'd be calling people. out. I am just going to say that I was very surprised that no one from the uh, Hillsborough County Republic executive leadership attended the meeting i was i was a little or event i was a little surprised about that um i know that i'm not i would have told them not to come <laughs> do you really think they didn't get invites um so now when i look this direction i look at johnny see yeah this makes more sense <laughs> this makes so yeah much sense. i know that's why so i just I swapped like, it i was trying to, to go this way i know um so did that's a great question do i think they got an invitation hmm hmm no. no, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our clip for the day. No. Oh, I, my I don't God. think so. I was. No. I, no. 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 And that's probably why none of them showed up. No. Wow. The people that I did see there were literally the anti-HREC uh, leadership. Those that have been yeah. a part of it and, like, dropped out or sure. those that fought the, art, fought the machine and, like, was like, I'm out. I can't deal with this But anymore. your Plant City folks, the diehard Plant City. Oh, like, Art Wood. And they were wife. all there. The, the Woods were there. Okay. Beautiful couple. Yeah. I love them to death. They are the, the anticipus of, Well, like, they were a huge catalyst for her running for yes, this office. they were. They were. And again, I think Artwood and his wife are just, are just, 
I want to be them when I grow up. Like, <laughs> well, who doesn't want to be Walt Disney when they grow up? I, exactly. I mean, <laughs> really? Like, and almost like that. the older he gets, like the, the more he looks like Walt oh, Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Sorry. We're getting super hyper local there. I know. I um, apologize, but we love you, Art. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, uh, Travis Horn was there. Okay. A lot of good buddy, uh, Travis Horn. Uh, yeah. Lewis from the, I think, is he, is he Which? Scott or Marco? Huh? I think he's Scott. Lewis? Yes. Uh, Lewis works for Governor Scott. For Governor Scott. Yeah, he was there. It was a lot of fun Taylor, My buddy Taylor Sanchez we saw uh, our, is uh, with Senator Rubio. Yeah, we saw a lot of friends there. It was it was really good to see the who's who yeah. of, of leadership from the young to uh, the much grayer so it was a good mix of people a lot of some kids were there well, and she's like great. right in that in that perfect age group oh, yeah. yeah demographically perfect too demographic. where she's motivating and inspiring a lot of young people she has a very young staff she does have a very young uh, staff. a lot of young you know very a lot of young like successful women you know that uh again i mean i think have amazing careers ahead of them uh and uh you know and again like she she actually hired away you know one of my interns mm -hmm. you know brian wright who's also that kid's going to be probably like a senator or congressman someday oh, wow. uh, i mean she has a she just hired um oh gosh i'm forgetting his name uh this kid from miami um as her like external affairs director all hired her away from congresswoman salazar oh wow um yeah and he is also going to be a rock star uh doing big things uh out of miami but again has, did some time in dc um but no floridian wants to be in dc for long so no it's for he, a cycle and then you come back yeah and that's exactly and what a consultant. i yeah. will say this one thing i did realize one that uh they had steak and the chicken nice. was very good. They even had shrimp. Yeah, so it wasn't like the because I think her her original kickoff was like hors d'oeuvres only, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, I was there at the first at the one. Grand Floridian. Yep, at the Grand yeah. Floridian. It was it was nice. It was alright. The Grand no the Florida the Floridian. Yeah. And then this one, there was like five different sets, like. So this was sit down dinner. No, this oh. is standing, but oh, like, oh, you oh, could oh. go get as much food as you wanted. Got it. Lauren was quite hungry that day. Uh, <laughs> you can get all the wine you wanted. There was uh, multiple options. Yeah. The best thing, though, is when you know there's no doubt the campaign has money is when uh, you're able to just pick up swag and walk out. Oh, yeah. Like we, we had shirts. You we had, had nobody hats. asking you for money. Oh, no. Yeah. Not at all. I brought, right. We brought a checkbook. So we could donate, sure. and they did not let us like donate to the campaign. Oh, funny! They're like, no, 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 this is not the event. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We'll hit you up later. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. I was impressed. So again, it was really good. We had to shake the hand. We took the pictures. We did the stupid millennial selfie. So it is what it is. Cool. Yeah. All right. Love it. All right. It well, good. much success to uh, Ashley Moody. Uh, again, I'm sure she's um, I don't think she hasn't. Does she have any opposition yet? No. Any announced opposition? No, no. Not that I know of. No, not certainly not on the primary side, but I, on the Democrat side, I'm sure somebody will step up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone does. Wasn't up Andrew or... Warren thinking about it? No, no. I thought he was. Maybe now that I think about it, I think because he's not he's not running for his seat either. He's oh, gonna really? jump and try to run and get something to mm. get something higher, yeah. which won't happen. All right. Mm. So, all right. Thank you everybody for watching the Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Enable David Cabrera and yours truly, Johnny Torres, here dissecting uh, the day's news on this horrible, awful, horrible, catastrophic it's, Monday. It's dire. Without Facebook. Dire. Oh my gosh. You know what? Not to not to beat a dead horse, <laughs> but uh, Lord and I were watching. I know Lord and I were watching uh, Ready Player One, and oh cool. And so at the end of the movie, when yeah. they got and not to. Not to ruin it for anyone. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, spoiler, you can stop now.
<laughs> um, they decide so the guy gets control of basically Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> and decides to uh, turn off Facebook, basically their version of Facebook, every Tuesday and Thursday. Oh wow! So then you have to like be participating in reality. Sure. And I thought that was fascinating. And now to think about like a day without Facebook. Like, yeah. And. I'm okay. I, I didn't really. I was working all day, so I can't say anything. I think that's a brilliant idea, honestly. I mean, and there was that movie, that creepy movie with uh, Tom Hanks, I think so, I think it was, called uh, The Circle. Circle. Yeah. Uh, again, um, I think that would probably be, you know, a really cool thing to do, like a day without Facebook, you know. That's right. It's just, be, but it, it goes to show you, because even you and I, we typically communicate through Messenger, and all of a sudden, it's like, I wait a second, it. these messages aren't going through. I'm not going to lie. And I got offended. When you were talking to me, and I was like, "Are, are we not? Are we just not going to do this?" Like, because like no one's talking to me. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I, okay, we're not going to do it. And then you call me, and you're like, "No, we're still going to do it." But I'm like, no one talked to me today. Right. And I was, I was a little offended. And then I realized the reason why I wasn't getting communication with other, like, I had client meetings that we only talked through oh, Messenger. No. And so like, I was, I was like, "Why are we?" And like, oh my gosh, that's it. So. Yeah. Again, this is this is the the reality of the world that we're kind of living in because right. I don't have everyone's cell phone, and sometimes it's just through Messenger is how mm. we communicate. So, Johnny, I was upset, and I apologize uh, <laughs> that I was upset with you. A few words of effigy were spilled, oh so I apologize. How dare you? I try. I I forgive you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you again. Don't forget to download the audio version of our podcast over at the Tech Overlords, the other Tech Overlords, Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. The ones that um, can pay their bills. <laughs> that's right. The ones that still have the lights on. Because uh, look, part of the, you know, whenever, wherever you may be watching this show, we're only doing it to live to YouTube because uh, we were not successfully able to get on to Facebook today. Um, so, um, you know, big problem there. Um Let's go ahead and bring in our final topic for the night, and we're actually kind of good on time here. Let's see if we can kind of wrap this up. I don't think we'll knock this out in nine minutes, but... Oh, there's uh, no way. <laughs> we're knocking this out in nine minutes. I, I, I titled it Choosing Beggars because there's this amazing thread on Reddit called Choosing Beggars, and it's basically, you know, people who ask for help or or, or look or ask for free stuff and then, you know, uh, get super picky about it, you know, or, you know, try to, you know... Um, it, uh, it, it's hard to explain, uh, but you'd have to look it up, you know, and, and the perfect example is, you know, I see that I've seen sometimes is, you know, people will uh, ask for a free car or a free stroller or some free food. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 I don't like that stroller or I don't like that car or I don't like. And that's actually happened to me. I've, I've actually tried to help some people out. And because it wasn't the type of thing that they liked, uh, they've turned it down, even though they were they were someone supposedly in need. Well, Johnny, you have horrible taste. So. I'm not, so, I'm not that surprised at all. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, in, in this uh, perspective of the topic, um, you know, we were talking about uh, the Democrats. And uh, we, we talked about this topic last week as well. We, you know, on how they are basically tearing each other alive, tearing each other up because uh, they, they, just can't seem to get on the same page to get both the reconciliation bill and the infrastructure bill passed, which is amazing. Uh, Republicans, I think they have enough Republicans to get past the infrastructure bill, but not the uh, reconciliation so bill, right? The rec- the infrastructure bill passed the Senate, so that's already done. Yeah. That's already dealt with. It had, I think, 54, 55 votes on it and is now waiting in the House. I think what's happening now is phenomenal, and I'm really excited 
excited to see where where it's going to go from here because I I'm just literally just watching a train wreck because yeah. you're they're arguing over I think five or six trillion dollars and you say that nonchalantly but at the end of the day it, that's exactly what they're arguing about and you right. have the president making comments about how uh, Republicans are hypocrites for not helping him pass the the debt ceiling and Republicans are like no look this is what you wanted you have the votes because you pretended to be like you guys won a super majority in the last election and you didn't yep. you won you won you got you tied you didn't win majority and you have senator cinema and senator uh mansion saying look i'm not voting for something that's over 1.9 1.8 trillion dollars when mm -hmm. it comes to do when it comes to the um the human infrastructure bill which i think is absolutely ridiculous because they make these comments oh we're gonna have these programs the moment you you start giving families 300 a month, I think it is, yeah. for childcare. That's never going away. That's never no. going away. And if anything, it'll only increase. You would, you would quite literally be the most evil person on earth if you all of a sudden ever. you know pulled that because you can already hear the sob stories about oh that pays for my daycare and that pays for you know johnny's uh you know like uh, swimming lessons and or the daycare mm -hmm. you know the the babysitter because i'm working 12 jobs mm -hmm. or and so that's it I and mean, that's and and really this is all a trail to UBI. Correct. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and so credit to Andrew Yang for kind of popularizing it and being ahead of the curve on here. But I think it, it, it's, it's, it's almost an eventual conclusion at this point that we'll have some form of UBI. And this might as well, you might as well call it that. I think if they were just honest and call it like that, I think Americans don't like the idea. The Americans are okay with the idea of UBI, right. but that doesn't mean that you should allow it to happen. Like, this is my issue. Like, oh, these are popular programs and everything else. Who cares if it's popular? Right. It's what's appropriate for the economy. It's appropriate for the, the union, not what's... Like, when did we become a, a popularity contest in high school? Yeah. Like, this is why... Well, this is why populists politics is dangerous very dangerous um because again it's hard to kind of put put you know those snakes back in the can you know once you once you've let them go and uh you know when you get into identity politics populist politics uh it is really really hard to to kind of reel that back in um and and look you know i know people who are benefiting from these you know uh these these child um tax credit checks, if you will. Um, but, I mean, it's basically buying votes. You are buying votes. And that's that's the sickening part of it, is that they are unwilling to show their true hand. They are they're, they want to buy votes. This is what happens in California. Yeah. Everyone wants something, and because of that, the, the state is a shithole. But I think what's going to continue to happen is that people are going to try to— Democrats just want—they know if they don't pass this, they lose the midterms completely. Right. And we already know they're going to get slaughtered in the midterms. So they have to pass this. But Manchin and Cinema are refusing to. And this— weekend they were accosted one at her lecture hall right. in arizona state and the other one on his boat by kayakers you know this is just this is literally just white people problems well and, and you know and heaven forbid a conservative come to speak on campus because then all of a sudden the can't the the campus has more security <laughs> than than you've seen on any military base okay but you know a professor gets accosted you know by it wasn't even a student it no. was just somebody a some group of demonstrators yeah a group of 
demonstrators. In fact, I think they were illegal immigrants. Um, and I'm not. I'm not. It's not just rhetoric. They actually literally approached her, and and, and there was this. The, the, there was a singular story written up on the primary person that accosted her down the hallway. Basically, chased her into a bathroom, and then went into the bathroom um, and filmed in the bathroom right. individuals using the restroom. This was disgusting. Well, and and the premise was she was complaining that the fact that because she's an illegal immigrant. Um, her grandparents were deported, and then her grandmother died, and she wasn't able to attend her grandmother's funeral because she's here illegally, as if that's somehow Kristen Cinema's problem, okay? Um, claiming that there is no path to citizenship when there is very clearly a path to citizenship. That um, is that, and we're Hispanic, so we yeah. know this argument very well. It is so stupid. Stupid that we're still having this argument because we could have solved this problem 20 years ago. Right. And they keep on kicking it down the road because they fundraise on these issues. Yeah. Republicans love it because when the when the border gets over flooded, they get to use it to bash the Democrats. And Democrats love it because they can get more voters. I mean, this is just they, they love illegal immigrants. And then you have people that are picking strawberries and potatoes and, and tomatoes on the side of the road getting paid a dollar seventy-two because they're being abused in regards. And this is basically slave labor. Your strawberries are facilitating the slave <laughs> labor. The yeah. same way as your tennis shoes, probably from Nike, are contributing to the Uyghurs in That's in literally slave labor. And again, and people are in America are so ignorant and so blind to the fact that what you do on a day-to-day -day basis is contributing to these things. Yeah, well, and, you know, and, and to kind of reiterate that point, you know, when I worked at Senator Rubio's office, I met with farmers. And, I, and I'm telling you, these farmers, they want to do the right thing. They want to play by the rules. They want to go ahead and use these worker visas to get in people. But two things happen. One is those worker visas run out very quickly. Very quickly. And there are a lot of workers that they come and go. Every year, you know, very, you know, very reliably and and consistently, um, and and they don't want any part of living here. They just want to come and work here for the season and then go back home. Well, the problem in lies is that you have those that don't play by the rules, which then make competition that much harder for those that do. And then you have those that come and work under the worker visa program mm -hmm. that then stay past their worker visa and, and then are declared here illegally. Uh, and so uh, immigration is, is the, the one thing that Democrats, again, you know, seem to willfully ignore when they are in power because, you know, they're in power now, they're in power, they were in power during the Obama administration, is that, yes, immigration is a mess and it needs to be reformed. And I warn Republicans of this every cycle when mm -hmm. Democrats are in power. If you don't rewrite the rules, they will. Mm -hmm. And we don't want Democrats rewriting immigration policy because we know what's going to come with that, and it's called asylum. Yes, um, which is the worst thing that you could possibly do because that means we'll be in this we'll be in this situation 20 years from now when a new crop of people try to come into the country right. and they're asking for asylum. We did it and this is this infuriates me. And one of my biggest issues when it comes to the Reagan administration is that they allowed for asylum in the Reagan administration. I think it was like two to three, two to five million people file for asylum. And yet we allow the Democrats to hold 15,000 Haitians under a bridge in Texas, yeah. not even in Mexico, in Texas. And we and no one calls them out on it because, God forbid, Republicans put kids in cages. Oh, wait, no, that was Democrats that did, yeah. the, that did it originally. And, and they're still doing it. And they're still doing it. And no one calls them out. Well, all of a sudden, everybody's it. forgotten about that. All of a sudden, there's no more kids oh in cages. Gosh. There's no more detention centers along the border because Democrats are in power now. It's um, you don't it's have— the reporters camping out outside 
of these detention centers you don't have trying AOC to get access. Crying at right. the fence yeah. of what's going on. Again, it's it's complete BS. What's happening on the border? And you know who suffers? The the immigrants. Oh yeah, immigrants suffer. The girls that get put into tra- sex trafficking are suffering. But no one cares. No mm-hmm. no American cares as long as they're able to pay twelve dollars to get their their lawns cut and they're able to pay less than five dollars for corn. Who cares? And again, right. as Hispanics, we see this every single day. Yep. The mistreatment of the minority of minorities in this organ in this country. And we tell people all the time, if you and these are Republican Hispanics that tell them, enforce border laws, enforce yeah. the wall situation, because that's the only way to stop it. And the Biden administration again created this mess. Correct. They basically, you know, in very subtle language said, hey, when we're in charge, you're going to be able to come here and you're going to be able to, to get, you know, some form of legal entry, you know. And then by the time it was too late, then you had Kamala Harris out there saying, nope, don't come. Oh, she goes to El Salvador or yeah. some, one of the other Central don't American come. countries Stay and here. says, don't, don't come. Stay where you're at. The hypocrisy of that woman. Yeah. And again, I don't even know. Is she still alive? I'm surprised she didn't get, like, pelted, I uh, you know, off the stage <laughs> and, and, and literally strong. kicked out oh of, the, of the country. She is, I feel so bad. We will never, <laughs> she reminds me of Veep. Have you watched Veep? No, but I, I've heard it's pretty brilliant. There's, yeah, so there's a TV show on HBO that's, that's Veep. And at the end of the series, there's, and again, this is not a spoiler situation. Yeah. But at the end, one of, the, uh, one of her um, assistants is basically berating the female president, saying, because of you, we will never have another female president. Oh, my God. Because of how bad you've been oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a president. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, I think that's what people are saying for Kamala. Oh, Because yeah. she is so bad right. at what she's doing. And again, I, she'll never get elected president. She'll never get elected president. She, no. again. Her own party doesn't like her. We've had this conversation. If yeah. Biden is not breathing by the end of 2023, she's not going to be on that ticket. Yeah. There's no way. No. And again, she'll if, have challenges for sure. And if they, it, yeah, because it looks horrible if you, as sitting vice president, don't run after the next one. It looks actually crazy for her, Biden. that would probably be the best solution. For I think uh, for her reputation, yes, or run for something else. Go run for governor of California. Go run for, you know, which again, California's stupid enough to elect her. I know, uh, you know, and elect her, but then not vote for her when she ran for president. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think she's, she is. Um, she's egotistical enough to read the tea leaves, yeah. realize that she's not going to get elected president, and and then go and then go run again, run for governor or or some. You know, she's already been senator, so yeah. the know. only way she becomes president is if Biden dies in ter- in his office. That's yeah. the only way she becomes president, and then it's even a worse. Or combat. resigns. He won't resign. No, no, because if he resigns, that means he's incompetent and he won't be able to know where to sign the paper. But. The Democrats are so desperate to win these little brownie points, you know, which, again, they all like to claim these little brownie points. But then when Republicans, you know, have elevated minorities to mm-hmm. positions of power, then, you know, they criticize them and they say, oh, that doesn't count for this or that reason. Or they're not truly Hispanic or they're not, you or, know, or they're not truly gay. Oh, the yeah. Whole situation oh, that's where right. The, where Grinnell. Pete, Pete Buttigieg was the first uh, LGBT um, cabinet member. Yeah, false. No, that's completely right. false. And yeah. because of your ignorance, you were not able to see that Rick Grinnell was the first one. And it's yeah. just, it's so comical how they try to rewrite history yeah. to fit their narrative. Right. That we know the first black, black senator was a Republican. 
So yeah. like these are the things that people forget all the time because the because the, the media does not want us to know about it. And no matter how much the media tries to say that they're <laughs> fair and balanced, that's that's nowhere. Well, and Democrats put out this uh, Hispanic Heritage video, you know, where they're highlighting right now all of the different Hispanics that are holding position, you know, in the executive branch. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and if the Republicans had tried that, they oh, would have just forced. they would have yeah, they, you know, for you know for. Um, you know, trying to capitalize on it or, you know, for anyways, I, I mean, we was, just know I think it's, the, it's I just think the Trump administration again. was one of the few that had like the most women yeah. in the administration. Like, right. But again, no, but one that didn't fit the narrative. It. it didn't fit the narrative because he was a womanizer. He was, you know, the sexual assault person. You know, he was, you know, yeah, because Republicans are the only ones that cornered that market when it comes to that. Yeah. Democrats in New York, Democrats in yeah. California, please. Chris, what attention, Chris Cuomo. Tension. And his brother. Yeah. And his brother. Tension, Andrew Cuomo. Mm. I can't wait for Chris Cuomo. I'm going to go down. Oh, right. I'm so excited for that newsreel. Thank you again, everybody, for watching the Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate it's, you. Don't forget to. It's not fair that you have the power to do that. What are you talking way. about? It's incredibly fair. No, it's not. It's that's not. That's how life works. That's No, that's not how life works. Yes, it because is. Because if we had someone here, Lindsay, then you wouldn't have that kind of power. <laughs> Lindsay, we miss you. Please come back. All right, let's go ahead and uh, in, in, look. You know, life happens. All right, she'll be back. So yeah, and, she will. Um, you know, but uh, the show must go on, as they say. Show must go on. I trust me. I would much rather her be here than. No, trust me. I mean, I've been trying much to much rather play. her be here as well. Because <laughs> I need about an extra two hands to run the show now. That's what she said. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Don't forget, you can download the audio version of our podcast over at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Um, we are also broadcasting live on Clubhouse. Uh, if you want to join the discussion, we, it's just like calling into a radio show. You join us in the Clubhouse room, raise your hand, and we will bring you on, as we did to uh, my good friend Reagan Weiss. Thank you again to him for joining us earlier on today's show. Make sure to check out Templar Contracting and uh, The Hub, all right, helping unite businesses, uh, an amazing company concept there that's uh, had incredible success over 20,000 members strong and uh, hopefully it catches on around the country uh, we're gonna go ahead and do one last thing uh, it's an evil's favorite uh, uh, topic and um, or part of the show and so I'll go ahead and uh, let you start what's your one last thing this weekend the oh crap I'm already forgetting what I was gonna say <laughs> not Panama Panama <laughs> This weekend, the uh, oh my gosh! Anyways, a network. The you know, it's been a long one more time. So this weekend, the Pandora Papers were released uh, from the consortium of news uh, networks and newsrooms, a a conglomerate of about thirteen hundred news outlets around the world release documents that they've been collecting for the last year now, showing that the most powerful, influential individuals, a lot of them in the Middle East and in Europe, have been using offshore banking to hide billions of dollars. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. From the, uh, prime, from the prime ministers of Pakistan to the crown prince of Jordan. Uh, this is something that's caused a lot of problems in that part of the world, even though they, and they say this very selectively, that it's not illegal what they did, uh-huh. but it's not 
good <laughs> what they yeah, did either. Right. And I'm not surprised. Also, a lot of the paperwork is saying that uh, a lot of some states in the United States are now considered no longer offshore, but like they're onshore um, banking regulations allow them to hide what these people are putting their money in. So it's, it's fascinating that it's no longer the Caymans. It's like Wyoming. <laughs> oh, wow. People are building shell companies in Delaware. Yeah. Delaware is a huge one. Sure. I opened a few accounts last week oh for God. Wyoming. <laughs> so it's, it's look forward it's, to those audit papers next week. Uh, there is none. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I didn't use my real name. And so <laughs> <laughs> my clients told me to do it. You're revealing way too much. I know. No one's watching. And so um, I, I think the, uh, the fallout of the Pandora Papers will be quite significant overseas, not really here mm-hmm. in the States. So it'll be interesting to see what the fallout is. I think a few people are probably going to lose their heads literally because of it. Yeah. Because it, it's a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of Middle East and a lot of like – Northeastern, like Asia. So it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. All right. Well, uh, uh, again, appreciate you for being on the show today. Thank you very much. I wasn't given a choice. Um, I'll be sure to start saving up some bailout money, uh, (laughs) after, after that little tidbit, um, for me, I, I, you know, I'm still fascinated by what's happening in, uh, Countries that I, I deemed to be more liberal uh, than us. Uh, certainly, I mean, you can't be on social media much without seeing what's happening in France, Australia, to name a few. Um, I think uh, maybe even Germany. Uh, when it comes to the lockdowns, when it comes to the vaccine mandates, the vaccine passports, passports, Italy definitely one of them. Uh, And that has really been an incredible surprise to see how the people have stood up against this uh, truly authoritarianism, uh, authoritarian uh, type of policy. Um, You know, we think that it won't happen here, but again, it it happens as, as the scholars have said, it doesn't happen all at once. It happens incrementally. And so first it was wearing the mask for two weeks and now it's been, you know, it's going to go in and go on two years. Um, And then it was the social distancing and the closing of small businesses. And then, you know, as as the small businesses reopen and the red states push back, you know, now all of a sudden it's pushing it on kids, right? And they're getting the kids accustomed to having to wear these masks all day and now that the vaccine is out first it was optional and then hey everybody let's go out and be a community and uh, unity through immunity is the the billboard that i keep seeing on on i-75 um encouraging people to get the vaccine and while you think you have a choice okay the the sad truth is that unless you are an entrepreneur someone who works for themselves um you don't have a choice because more and more uh play more and more businesses especially your corporations are going along to get along okay because the last thing they want to do is end up on the news as some company that doesn't uh, you know support getting the vaccine and so they're quite literally threatening you with your job and many people even even in the healthcare industry, nurses and doctors are being fired from their job uh, simply for not wanting to get the vaccine for whatever reason it may be. And we're also seeing it play out, uh, you know, again, in, in, at the lower tier of, uh, you know, you know, when we're talking about nurses, you know, who are out here in some cases making minimum wage, you know, for what they do, even to the higher tier, NBA players are being ostracized and segregated from their fellow teammates uh, for choosing not to get vaccinated. And they 
their careers are being threatened, their incomes are being threatened because they're saying if they don't meet local uh, COVID standards, um, that then they are not going to be paid for those games that they don't play in. Um, and so are you really, do you really have a choice at this point? Um, no, the answer is very few people actually have a choice. Um, and, and, and so, you know, while again, you know, some people want to minimize freedom and the freedom of choosing whether or not to get the, it's almost gotten past that. It's almost not even about the vaccine anymore. It's simply about the ability to make that choice for oneself. Um, whether the vaccine works or not, and whether you trust the vaccine or not, that's entirely up to you. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying do it. I have family members that have done both. Okay, you know, but let's let's stop with the whole um, thought process that you have a choice because you don't have a choice at this point. Um, you know, whether it's societal pressure, corporate pressure, at some point, everybody's going to be put in a position where they're going to have to take this this vaccine. If I want to go somewhere, if I want to travel, guess what? I'm probably going to have to get the stupid vaccine. And that's the only caveat I give. When it comes to these conversations, if I want to travel overseas or I want to travel to Italy or I want to travel to Europe and their country requires a, va a, a passport, a vaccine passport, then you know what? I might think about getting the vaccine or you might be pressured into getting it because you want to go to Italy. And that's their policy. That's their place. That's their country. That's fine. But there's nobody there's nowhere I want to go that bad. Exactly. That, that I would get the vaccine. Exactly. For. But if I want to go to like Chicago. Yeah. And they're telling me that I have to get vaccine. No, are you kidding? Are you crazy? Why are you right. telling me what I can and cannot do? And again, this whole situation where I can and cannot do in regards to people telling you you're it's not your body. Yeah. You're if you are you are potentially harming other people. People are doing that every single day when they smoke. People are doing that every mm -hmm. single day when they're when they're taking advantage of Well something. now you have people who are getting arrested because they had fake vaccine cards. It's not a legal document. It's not a it's it literally is not a legal document. There's nothing in there. I don't even know what, what would that. you what could what possible what possible charges could you be could, could be pressed on? I'm telling you right now, I think and this goes into the argument of how free a country really is cuz you're seeing some crazy videos coming out of of Canada. Oh, yeah. Crazy videos coming out of Australia oh, and New Zealand. Australia is maybe the worst. And then you're seeing the uprisings coming out of Europe. And some people are downplaying them and everything else, but yeah. you are seeing straight up it's happening in the middle of Paris because of or Amsterdam or even um, in, in some parts of uh, some parts of Canada, and you're like, this is how bad it gets with them. And here in the states, it's like it's a debate, it's a conversation. The government is having to put pressure on employers to try to get that vaccine, get that percentage up. Right. But this just pisses off people because you're forcing them to make a decision yeah. when they have no desire to make that decision. And again, it's their choice, it's their body, it's their right to make that decision. I think we're almost at the point where, again, I think we're genuinely at the point where you don't have a decision anymore in this country whether or not to take the vaccine. And the and and the Biden. Uh, administration is going to see to it that you don't have a choice. Um, they continue to press businesses. They continue to press uh, entire industries uh, to force people to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately, right now, I am seeing more testicular fortitude <laughs> out of France, Italy, 
uh, even Australia, even some Eastern European countries against these vaccine passports and these vaccine mandates than I am in, in our own country. For me, I mean, we're not to the point to where we're there yet when it comes to the vaccines, because I think we hit the first bump and we kind of stay there when it comes to the masks and the fact that now the booster shots, when you have the yeah. FDA saying, I think it's the FDA or I might be wrong. Hector, you're not here, so I can't really ask you to ask that question. But I think you're right. It's the FDA. When you have them saying, no, no one under the age of 65 yep. does not have booster shots yep. shouldn't get a booster shot and yet you have the government say oh everyone should get a booster shot who right. are you who are you arguing for the, you arguing for um the pharmaceutical companies oh yeah when it comes to all this no, like, they absolutely are. that's exactly what's happening we yeah. just paid the pharmaceutical company billions of dollars to create something and then get everyone to have a shot to begin with we ordered we, we've ordered like half a billion doses of certain vaccines I didn't know there were that many Americans living in the States yeah. that needed that kind of stuff. And then, so I think we're there at the masks. That's getting too far. I felt so bad for a group. Of, uh, we um, we have to pass by a school to get home when I pick up Lauren and, and, we, and we go home. And you see these kids literally walking by themselves in, the, in an open field with a mask. Yeah. And you're like... That's how indoctrinating these children are becoming, that they're willing to put a, they, they're not questioning the fact that why am I wearing a mask in the middle of the field when the, the sun is literally killing the virus all around me? And right. I have zero percent chance of getting it, but I still have to wear masks because I have to pretend it's like it's like the TSA. Don't get me wrong. I know people that work at the TSA. They're great people. However, they of all people will tell you that what they're doing is kabuki theater. They're not stopping terrorists. They're not stopping. Not even I think it's like they're talking stopping less than 20% of the things that can cause damage on an airplane actually coming onto an airplane. So again, this whole mass situation, how do you stop talking about it? Like, is there going to be a time when we don't have to wear masks in public anymore? Sadly, I think I think we are uh, are going to reach an eventual point where we're going to look like many Asian countries, where there may be a large quantity of individuals who are going to walk around uh, on a daily basis with um, with masks. You know, and it's going to be as common as I don't think it'll be as densely common as you see in Asia, um, but it should be. I mean, hell, have you seen the air quality in Los Angeles? I mean, have you seen the air quality in some of these other uh, cities? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like in some of these cities, it makes sense because you're breathing in <laughs> like garbage. You're literally breathing in garbage. I, I will say, but my issue, again, at the end of the day, you're not I'm not in L.A. I'm not in Chicago. Yeah, I'm in Tampa on Hillsborough Avenue driving in my own vehicle and I see people in their own vehicles wearing masks. Right. Like that's how much, so like someone made a comment because uh, we were having an issue at, at a building in downtown Tampa and they're like, they made a comment to a client of mine calling her Karen because she couldn't wear a face mask. And the moment she, he says Karen, the security guard, I say, oh, well, at least she's not a sheep. And, like, he got super offended that I call him a sheep. Sure. And I'm like, well, you're calling her a Karen. Like, you can't have it yeah. one way or the right. other. It's right. This is not how this works. Yeah. All right, thank you everybody for watching the yard sign. We appreciate you. We hope uh, you got to see this uh, this episode, despite Facebook's failures uh, today. And uh, that's going to be a continuing story to see kind of how all of this shakes out. Uh, but again, it does, it seems to be a much wider issue, which again I think um, also needs. Need, uh, there's a lot of red flags there with this whole uh, outage situation because it's it's far greater than just Facebook. Um, that that is I think just the most notable of uh, the outages that we had today, but. Uh, uh, please 
Uh, send us your messages, your comments, topic suggestions, and don't forget to start joining us every week on Clubhouse as well if you'd like to chime in. Um, don't forget to download the audio version of our podcast at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. On behalf of Anibal David Cabrera, um, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.